This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to the family with co-host Catherine Brandt and Andy Bernard. What are you doing over there? It's there. You got it? Yep. I sound weird, though. You sound low. Yeah, you sound way too low. That's oh. my headphone. Oh, that's your headphone. Jesus, criminy. Oh, settle down. <laughs> How's there. that? Is that better? No. Why? Andy, this... what have you done? I didn't do anything. Oh, no, it's peaking. It's peaking just fine. Okay, I'm out of the weird. area. <clears throat> All right. Well, just project more, honey. Project I will more. project more. All right, we'll take a break. Be right back in a couple. Now my mic sounds weird. What the hell are you doing, doing over there? Your mom is messing with everything, Andy. It's You're her fault. fine. Okay. All right, we'll be right back with the family. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know, And that's exactly my my question is, you have to understand who has the best, your best interest in mind, correct? Well, you want to know what your rights are. You know, whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not, that's a choice. It's a free consultation, and you want to understand what your, all your rights are and what coverages you have. And plus the fact, I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out with you. Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Back in the saddle again. We're back in the saddle again. Okay, Gene Autry, what's that all about? Well, after our normal break, Coon Rapids Nissan and Walzer Nissan are back on the air with 10 months of terrible commercials. Ever think of hiring a copywriter? Pat's pretty good. Hey, we're selling cars, not carpets. Anyways, too expensive. Check out our new press release. This just in, Burnsville Nissan and Coon Rapids Nissan have started out 2022 as the number one and number two dealers in the state of Minnesota. Jason Leckler has been quoted as saying, this is the year I bump off Dan Resch. He studied animal husbandry for crying out loud. Dan replied with, blow it, J-Lo. What do you think? Mm, maybe you should hire a copywriter. Cool that they're leading the sales race, though. That's good. Yeah, it's actually more than good. Because they were so dominant last year, we've earned more than our fair share of new Nissans. We have 40 Altimas available for March and 120 Rogues. Check out the huge selection of Nissans at Burnsville Nissan and Coon Rapids Nissan. Hey folks, Brian Zepp here. Spring is gearing up, and if you're like me, you've already got the itch to hit the road. Make sure you and your motorcycle are ready with Dennis Kirk. 
Whatever you ride, Harley, Indian, Metric Cruiser, or Sport Bike, you'll find what you need at DennisKirk.com. They've got 160,000 parts and accessories in stock. Clothing and helmets, too. Order before 8 p.m., and they ship the same day. Plus, shipping is free for orders over 89 bucks. Get in gear and head to DennisKirk.com. Take it from Zep. They ship today. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. A little news, a little information. Did you see all the attention your candidate, Tulsi Gabbard's getting? Now, what is the deal? Somebody's pissed off. I know what the Matt, what's his name? What's his name uh, again? She's in, well, Mitt Romney, Mitt Romney and her yeah, in a, are in a big Twitter war because, uh, okay, so I don't know what's happening as far as there are some sort of virus labs in the Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Okay, that there was a big report that came out saying that there were vi- virus labs in the Ukraine that you know, the United States was supporting. Then all of a sudden that was disinformation and anybody that said that was the worst human being on the planet. Oh, okay. Right. So Tulsi Gabbard said that we need to look into this because obviously if the Russians wanted to use um, bio-warfare, that would be a bad thing, right? Right. Right. Well, Mitt Romney said that she's spreading ru- Russian disinformation and is a liar and is treasonous to the United States. How is that treasonous? Because there are people that are saying there are zero labs in the Ukraine. Mm-hmm. And there are people that are saying there are at least five or six labs that are supported by the U.S. in the Ukraine. Okay, so if you have an opinion that's treasonous? Well, How? there's also five or six documents saying that there are Ukraine labs. Oh, God. But now all of a sudden that's not true. And then to top it all off, so they're in a big Twitter war. Um, China has chimed in saying that the United States needs to be held accountable for their laboratory. Well, there you go. <laughs> I mean, you just can't even make this stuff no, up. No, you can't. You're absolutely. Well, do you see what the do you see what the CEO of Pfizer did last night? said we have to have a fourth jab. Yeah, fourth jab. Give me more money. You haven't given me enough money. I need more money. So get some more money over here right now. I mean, seriously, a fourth jab. When's the last time you heard of somebody getting COVID? Uh, Barack Obama has it, apparently. Yeah, okay. So um, he's fine, he said. He's fine. Uh... Well, I'm sure he's fully vaccinated. Why did he get COVID if the vaccine's working so well? Why did I get COVID if the vaccine worked so well? Well, you'd all be dead if you didn't have a vaccine. <laughs> Series, this whole scam, making money scam that this was. Look, I'm not saying it killed what almost a million people in America, or is it more than a million now? I don't. I, don't know, I haven't seen numbers. I haven't seen the death count in a while. We don't have the nightly death toll anymore, no, which is yeah. kind of nice. As soon as uh, Trump got out of the office, we didn't do the uh, annual or the minutely death count anymore. Well, we didn't, so we couldn't hang it on somebody else. Is that, much, that's, yeah. that's the whole deal. No, look, I mean, here's the deal. You lost a million people, but you had no flu cases. You know, had no cases of anything else. I have to wonder. Now, I understand that some people died of COVID. I'm not saying they didn't. But I bet about half of those actually were the flu or something else. Almost certainly. Who knows? What do you think, Andy? I mean, it's the numbers are demonstrably not like physically possible what do you mean um so what i did is i you can look at the amount of people who died in america in any given year yeah so i got the number of people who died in 2019 the number of people who died in 2020 and the number of people who died in 2021 
Um, and if you subtract COVID deaths from 2020, you get a number that is hundreds of thousands of deaths too low, which means that the COVID death rate is too high by a factor of quite a bit. That's yeah, quite or a bit. They're saying that hundreds of thousands of people just didn't die like they were supposed to in 2020. Hmm. So it, it's just not it's not mathematically possible for these numbers to be accurate. So it's all a scam. I think I don't think it's all a scam. I well, think, not all. A scam. I think if you're sickly or old, then yes, it can be dangerous. But you know, just yep. like the flu. But the fact that they're telling five-year-olds to get vaccinated is just I know it's ridiculous. Beyond absurd. It's money maker. Yes, it <clears> is. So, so basically, it was people with pre-existing conditions, uh, people with diabetes, pretty much people yeah. with COPD and the flu. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, if people who are very ill get the flu, they have a very real chance of dying. Yeah, absolutely. Look, I don't want to see anybody die, but what? so how many people did die in America last year, not just from COVID, but from everything? Because nobody died of the flu last year. I don't know how that happened. Yeah, the number of flu deaths was like zero. It was zero. And it's usually, what, about ten to 12,000? More than that. Was it a lot more than the that? The flu can break 100,000 in... Uh, oh, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I did not know it killed that many people. Yeah, the flu can be pretty <clears throat> bad stuff. I've had it once, and I was like 14, 15 years old, and it took me out for days. Okay, do you know what the current number is on deaths uh, uh, supposedly due to COVID? Is it a million? Uh, let's see. They are saying... Well, I don't care about New It's York. 75 million people that we've gotten up to. Uh, this data is being presented in a very awful way. Here we go. Yeah, 966,000. Well, it never did reach a million. Not quite. Okay, so you take the flu away for the two years they're, they're talking about running. That brings it down to 760,000, correct? Uh, something like that. I mean, yeah, somewhere it, in there. You never know. Some years the flu kills 10,000. Some years it kills 100,000. It's right, very right, hard exactly. to say. But this was a lot about, yeah, I understand you want that people don't want to die of COVID. I got COVID and got sick for about three days. Well, I was, I didn't feel, I had a cough for like a month and a half, but I felt pretty bad for about three days. And then I got through it. I I did one thing, though, when I first found out that COVID could kill you if you were overweight, I lost 101 pounds in about uh, six months. No, maybe nine months Mm. it was. It was about 10 pounds a month. So knowing that this could kill me if I was, you know, overweight, I lost the weight. I don't smoke. I don't drink. I don't do any of the other stuff. I'm an angel. Let's be honest. Right, Catherine? That's what I've always said. Uh, always said mm-hmm. right there. Look, you want to protect yourself, and you can't be responsible for other people's behavior. That's what I wish we could really see clearly. I hope you behave, and I hope you do the right thing. But if you don't, there's nothing I can do about it. I mean, if you break the rules... If you want to sit there and, and have 55 cigarettes while you got COVID, you're taking a hell of a roll of the dice there, man. I wouldn't do that if I were you. Not a good idea, ever, yeah. for any reason. <clears throat> no, I mean, exactly. You have to stand up, and even if you don't want to, man, just get it done. Well, I know it <clears throat> irritates the hell out of me because I was at low risk for any sort of COVID thing. Yes. Right? I caught bronchitis which turned into pneumonia and i'm going on month two and i'm still coughing and i still have 
symptoms. And you've never had COVID. And I take care of myself. I eat right. I exercise. I do everything. And I still got sick. So, I mean, I'm really pissed off about that. Well, that's because you married poorly, honey. I mean, you know. It's the stress of being married to you. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Might be what I'm saying. Could be. Yeah, something like that anyway. Here's that story we were talking about earlier. If you got the Pfizer vaccine, you can plan on a fourth dose. While the two-dose vaccine plus a booster shot still provides quite good protection against hospitalizations and deaths, Pfizer CEO Albert Bourla said on CBS Face the Nation on Sunday, Omicron was the first variant that was able to evade in a skillful way the immune protection that we're giving. Uh, that means even the three-dose regimen is not that good at fending off COVID-19 infection from a variant like Omicron. With more variants coming, he said, a fourth dose. But doesn't each variant get weaker, Andy? Is that not true? Almost always. Almost always. This one sure does. So this is, this is a money-making effort by the CEO, isn't it? I would absolutely. I mean, God, look at their stock. 2019, but let's see. How much has Pfizer's stock increased? Yeah, let's see. How much has jumped in the last two and a half years? That ought to be interesting. Uh, Let's see. It went up from 34 at the end of 2019. It is now at 52 with a high of 60. So almost doubled in uh, two years. In two years, almost doubled in price. Yep, pretty good. I'm surprised it's not higher than that. I am too, but yeah, no, they were, uh, interestingly enough, they were at a uh, pretty bad place in early 2020, late 2019. And then all of a sudden they spiked. Interesting. It's true. Yeah, I don't know what that's all about. Anyway, uh, we'll just keep moving forward. Uh, Catherine is the only member of our family that didn't get COVID. Everybody else got it, except for you. I still wonder, like Fawn had all of the same symptoms as Alex and Dan, and she tested negative, and I tested negative like five times on every kind of test. Right. The five-day, the three-day, the home test, all these tests. I still wonder if some people just don't test positive. It's possible. And they've got it anyway. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, it is I, possible, I yeah. I don't know how lo- how logical that is, but it just seems weird that Fawn would have the same symptoms and not test positive. Right. So she never did test positive? Mm-mm. Oh, I thought she did. Mm-mm. Sage did. Sage did. <clears throat> but she did and not. He was, his symptoms were he was tired for three hours. That was it. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Pretty rough on that three-year-old. I'm tired for three hours. Yeah, he didn't have much of it. Doesn't seem like it. Well, we'll keep an eye on it and see if we can all just get through this. Because it'll be, there's, believe me, if you think this is over, within another few years, there'll be something else, I guarantee it. Because there's just way, way, way too much money to be made by manipulating the people of the world. That's how they make their money now. They manipulate the hell out of people, and that's all there is to it. Now, Catherine, Andy, I have to, and our listeners, of course, somebody's going to have to explain to me, what is the draw of Pete Davidson? Who's Pete Davidson? I don't know who that is. <laughs> you don't even know who it is. I don't even nope. know who it is. He used to be on Saturday Night Live, and now he and Kanye West are in some kind of battle because apparently Pete Davidson was stooping Kim Kardashian and mm. had to call call Kanye West while he was doing it or something. What? I guess. And now it says that Pete Davidson's going into space this month. His Blue Origin flight is scheduled for March 23rd. What is the attraction of this man? Who is he? He was, he's a comedian that was on Saturday Night Live, oh. and I, I don't know what else. He knows somebody. He's not funny in the least. 
Uh, and if I'm wrong, 651-989-ROCK, 651, no, that's the other radio station. That's something else. Whatever the number is. Seriously, I have never thought he was funny, interesting, oh, smart. Him. Oh, you recognize him, okay. Yeah, he's, I don't know, he's one of those people who's like clearly extremely dumb and, you know, that's his uh, audience, I think. They're stupid people. Yeah. I could see that. Be careful. <laughs> Well, no, it doesn't mean, look, there are some people that I like and I'm embarrassed, I'm embarrassed that I like them. But that for some true. reason, you just do. You never you know? know. Pete Davidson may be fighting with Kanye West, but he's also going to space. Jeff Bezos' Blue Origin Company said Monday that the Saturday Night Live star, I don't know about a star, but everybody treats him that way, will be part of a six-person flight on the edge of space on March 23rd, our origin story from March 4th. In a move apparently unconnected to Yee's recent bizarre behavior, Pete Davidson might be on his way to space. Well, good. Good for him. I, I, <laughs> who fun. cares? Have fun in space. First of all, you're up there for, what, 60 seconds? I don't know. <clears throat> yeah, I think so. Some short amount of time. i got to be honest with you. If he called me today, that what's his name? Joe Bezos or what's his name? Jeff Bezos. Jeff Bezos. He still hasn't cured <clears throat> hunger. Tom, right. you, you want to go into space? No, I don't want to go into space for 60 seconds. Thank you. I seriously, I would, I would turn him down. It's well, not, I'm not afraid of it. It's just boring. I, th- I, th- I don't think that the ride up is boring. I you don't think so? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's pretty thrilling. Well, maybe. I just don't know. Who cares? That's the other part of it. Look how rich I am. Is that what that's all about, Andy? Mm, it's a good cocktail party. I think party. yes. Father. Yeah. I suppose it is true. But look, I, if you like Pete Davidson, there are people that I'm embarrassed that I like too, don't get me wrong, but I just never understood. He's not handsome. He's not funny. He's not a good actor. He's I don't know what the hell the attraction is to this, this guy. This is probably all some PR thing. Oh, I'm sure think, it is, yeah. I don't think that uh, Kim Kardashian does much unless she gets attention. Oh, yeah. Somebody's got to pay. No, not, no doubt about it. Not positive, but that's what I think. Kind of seems that way, though, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Catherine brought this up earlier. Former President Barack Obama announced Sunday that he tested positive for COVID-19, but so far has just one symptom. I've had a scratchy throat for a couple of days, he tweeted, but I am feeling fine. Otherwise, the former president said he and his wife, Michelle, are fully vaccinated and boosted. So was I. Uh, Michelle Obama has tested negative, he said. The couple recently returned from a stay in Hawaii and are now in Washington, D.C., which is where Obama took the test, per CNN. Hospitalization rates for the disease are on the decline, Parabi. On the decline? I thought they plummeted. Why would you ever stay in D.C. when you have a house in Hawaii? <laughs> well, there is that. Why wouldn't true. you just live in Hawaii? Well, don't they have a house now in, uh, like, Nantucket and one yeah. in D.C. and yeah. one in Hawaii? And they oh, got yeah. all kinds of houses. He's filthy rich. Yeah, he's a billionaire now, isn't he? Probably. Or they are, because she, she sold a ton of books, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in any case, hospitalization rates for disease are on the decline per ABC. It's a good reminder that even as cases go down, you should get vaccinated and boosted if you haven't already to help prevent more serious symptoms and given COVID to others. Obama posted on Facebook. Well, that's not that's not necessarily true because I was boosted and I was I had I did everything I was supposed to do and I still got sick. Now, I might have gotten a lot sicker had yeah. I not been boosted or vaccinated, so I'm not saying you shouldn't. But you were also, like, thrust into a COVID den. I was <laughs> thrust into a COVID den and then treated like shit afterwards, so it's really been a great four months for me. So there's that. Honest to God, but uh, Barack Obama is not, he said he has a scratchy throat, he does not feel bad at all, so hopefully he'll get through it without any serious symptoms, that would be good. We shall see if that's even possible. Well, it is possible because, you know, you guys just mentioned a couple of people. 
Andy, you didn't really have much of as far as symptoms, did you? I had a cough, and Melissa had a had sore a throat. And that was pretty much it. Yeah. Oh, I'm getting hot information on uh, Pete. Pete Davidson? Okay. He dates Larry David's daughter, singer Ariana Grande, actress Kate Beckinsale, and now Kim Kardashian. What is the attraction here? I don't get it. He must be really, really good in bed or very funny and good in bed. He's not <laughs> yeah. funny in the least. <laughs> he's knows? really kind of a homely man. Well, he's, not a, he's not handsome at all. Uh-uh. I don't. He's one of those guys. I just don't get. He's got a really good PR person or something, man. Something's going on here. I don't know what the hell it is, but I love this story. This came out this morning about the movie The Power of the Dog, which I heard is terrible. Uh, yeah, that's what I've heard too. Well, you heard the same mm-hmm. thing that I've heard. This is really bad. Any, Andy, you heard anything? No, I've never heard of this. It's called The Power of Dog. Jane Campion, director of The Power of the Dog, did not hold back on her thoughts on Sam Elliott after the actor, who is not affiliated with the movie, railed against the critically acclaimed film for its focus on homosexuality. What? That's apparently what happened. I don't know. I didn't see the article. I'm sorry. He was being a little... (laughs) Ooh, this is interesting. Jane Campion, director of The Power of Dog, said, I'm sorry he was being a little bit of a B-I-T-C-H. He's not a cowboy, he's an actor, she tells Variety. The West is mythic uh, space, and there's a lot of room on the range. I think it's a little bit sexist, she added. How is it sexist? That's just, they say words that don't mean anything in order to yes. stick the mob. That's all it is. So if you're homosexual now and somebody argues with you, you're being sexist? Incite the bedwetters. Mm-hmm. I don't, yeah, I don't understand. Uh, she had, How many sexes are there now, like seven? It's, At least you never know. Are there, Forty. Are there more than that? I think they invent one every month. I mean, I'm not. I'm not trying to be a smartass here. I, I really. Um, uh, I was told there are like seven different sexes now. I don't. I, 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 don't, no, know I don't know. know. I can't count that high with parts. I just can't do that math. I understand. We got our own parts. Keep your parts to yourself. That's what <laughs> I was told when I was a kid. Uh, she added, of her own position as director, I consider myself a creator. I think Elliot thinks of me as a woman or something lesser. Oh, God. Now she's bringing sex. That's what she meant. It's against me. Uh, He's being sexist you against don't like me. My movie, you hate me because I'm a woman. Well, that's what always happens it's ridiculous. with flops like this. The director yeah, takes true. it as some personal yep. attack and decides that, oh, it's just because you're a hater. It's not because I made something crappy. Yeah, I don't know anything about the. I, I, I just heard right out of the gate, and I didn't know anything about homosexuality or this or that. I didn't know anything about it. I just heard the movie's terrible. That's the only thing I ever heard about it. I, I didn't even know what the hell it was about. It says here, two big-name actors are involved in some controversy over the Oscar-nominated film The Power of the Dog. Veteran actor Sam Elliott, who wasn't in the movie, he says he hates it because it focused so much on homosexuality. Benedict Cumberbatch, who stars as a closeted gay cowboy, has since come to its defense. Well, yeah, it's, he's in the movie. Of course he's going to defend. Hollywood needs to get the hell out of our way, don't they? Well, like I said, if they don't raise flags for people to get upset about, then they don't get any attention. Yeah, well, that's what it is. And yeah. I mean, seriously, Hollywood needs to get the hell out of our face, don't you think? Well, it's not going to happen. No. No, it's not. It is not going to happen, which is unfortunate, but... I need to mention this, too, and I'm kind of sad doing it, but Oscar winner William Hurt died at 71. I didn't, well, I don't think anybody knew it, or very few people knew. He had uh, stage four cancer for the past three years. Oh, he's such a good actor. Oh, he's a great actor. He was. I didn't know. When did this happen? He died yesterday. Oh. 
William Hurt, the Oscar-winning actor of broadcast news, Body Heat and the Big Chill, has died at 71. Hurt's son, Will, said in a statement that Hurt died Sunday of natural causes. He added that his father died peacefully among family. In a long-running career, Hurt was three times nominated for Academy Award, winning it for 1985's Kiss of the Spider Woman. He also was nominated for Children of a Lesser God and Broadcast News. After his screen debut in the 1980s, Alter States, as a psychopathologist studying schizophrenia, and experimenting with sensory uh, deprivation, Hurt quickly emerged as one of the 1980s most uh, foremost leading men. Yeah, he, terrific actor. Absolutely terrific actor. I was trying to figure out, well, they never do mention anything more about it, but they don't even mention cancer in the story at all. It was prostate cancer. It was prostate cancer, but he had it for like three, three, four years, didn't he? Well, yeah, he had stage four prostate cancer for a few years, but that's about right. So you got three, you, you're stage four, you got about three years to go? Well, it depends on a lot of different factors, but generally, yeah, yeah that's about right. All right, we'll take a break. Look at that first segment we just blew through by bitching about COVID and Pete Davidson. I mean, complaining is therapeutic. It is. Complaining is quite, I feel much better now. I want you to know I feel <laughs> much glad. better right now. In any case, ooh, I got to read this one very quickly before we move off to break, because just the headline alone. Lobster prices are almost embarrassing. Well, haven't they always been? Yeah, I was going to say, that's like the go-to <laughs> expensive oh. food. Oh, for, um, what are the crab claws that are so good, the big ones? King? King crab? No, just the, just the little stone? claws. Stone crab. Oh, stone crab, yeah. The large ones now? Mm-hmm. $100 to buy at a grocery store for four. Well, 25 bucks a piece? Yeah, that's not yeah. worth it. Holy hand. I know. I don't know what's going on with all these crabs and crustaceans. Uh, lobster right now selling at 50 bucks a pound. Jeez. <laughs> Gosh. It's a good thing we didn't go out to uh, Musso and Frank's, huh, honey? Yeah. You remember that story, Andy? Oh, yeah. Mom ordered Mom a... ordering a dinosaur lobster. Mom ordered a lobster. 21-year-old Catherine Brandt. Goes Couldn't up. understand the waiter. Couldn't understand the waiter. She orders a 10-pound <laughs> lobster. We were doling out lobster to everybody in that building. It's mine, all mine. <laughs> it was, that was the same day that Rod Stewart was taken out, and out by two guys because he was too drunk to walk. And he walked right by Catherine, and Catherine doesn't even remember him seeing him. If I see somebody out of context, I don't know who they are. No, That's, I often yeah, I suppose. Yeah, because I don't look at people that hard. Plus, you were drunk on lobster. Yeah, I was. So how much mm-hmm. per pound did it say lobster was? 50 bucks. Well, in 2016, it was $4 a pound. So, <laughs> Well, think of those fishing boats, what the gas prices are. Oh, now. yeah, I That's imagine that. That's true, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm I looking mean, at uh, this uh, site. It's going to cost a fortune just to go out and get them. One 16 ounce lobster tail, $79. Oh, my Jeez. God. Don't think I'll be eating lobster for a while. It's going to take a while. Yeah. It says, consider that lobstermen in Maine were selling their catch for six seventy-one a pound last year, up from four twenty-one in 2020 and four eighty-two in 2019. Mm-hmm. Well, is there a shortage? Is there high demand? I, I think it's you nailed thing. it. I mean, God, the, yeah, I think you nailed it with those the fishing boats have to get like a tenth of a mile a gallon. It's true. Wow. It is true. I wonder, actually. Uh, we do have to take a break here. We'll be right back in a couple of minutes. We'll find out the stats that Andy just pulled up right after this. The 2022 Bloomington Boat Show is here and going on now. Get out of the cold and into a 25,000-square-foot heated showroom at Dan Southside Marine. A huge inventory of boats means the best deals of the year. Over 60 boats on display from Premier, Avalon, Berkshire, Alumacraft, and more. 
Explore what's new for 2022 at the Bloomington Boat Show at Dan Southside Marine. Six blocks west of 35W on 98th Street in Bloomington. Visit BloomingtonBoatShow.com. Hello, I'm Brad Huckle, President and Chief Lending Officer at North American Banking Company. And I'm Mike Bilski, CEO at North American Banking Company, Bradley's partner. As a locally owned and operated community bank, we work with a lot of multi-generational, family-owned businesses. Take Raymond Auto Body of St. Paul, for example. Four generations of the Slomkowski family having successfully run the business. When they were ready to expand, we helped them acquire a new building, allowing them to service more vehicles in their state-of-the-art shop. We've also helped them set up the next generation of owners, keeping the business and family for years to come. Tom here. If you want a family business like me or any business, you should be banking with Brad and Mike over at North American Banking Company. I know them and trust them with my banking. Every time I deal with them or their team, I know I'm working with experienced professional bankers. Sounds like we really won you over, Tommy. Well, let's not get crazy, Brad. Seriously. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience member, FDIC, and equal housing lender. You all have helped build my fellow into the incredible company it is today and have trusted in Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. Mike's latest incredible deal is on the Giza Dream Sheets, which you've heard me rave about before, that's for sure. These sheets are made from the world's best cotton, Giza. They are ultra soft and breathable, yet extremely durable. Right now, the Giza Dream Sheets at its lowest price ever. These sheets are 60% off, coming in as low as $39.99 with promo code TOM. We're rocking out, man. That's all I have to say. There's a story in the Wall Street Journal today about a guy that I loved working for. He was my boss for, God, I don't even know how many years, about 15, 20 years. Excuse me. I don't know what the hell's going on with my voice. I think I've worn it out after 51 years of not shutting up. You might have a cold. I don't think I have a cold. I just think it's, oh, maybe I do. I don't know. In any case, uh, after Walt Disney, Robert Iger heads to the metaverse. I worked for Robert Iger, I think, somewhere between 15 and 20 years. Robert Iger was the kind of guy, if you needed something, you got it. That's just the way he was. It was so terrific working for Disney in those days, uh, working for Bob Iger directly. Just, I mean, good people. Look, Mitch Dolan was a huge part of that. Mitch Dolan was a terrific guy to work for. He was. Remember Mitch? What a great guy. Yep. Robert Iger spent decades helming a company known for its animated characters. For his next act, the former Walt Disney Company boss is backing a startup that celebrities and others are using to create avatars for the much-typed metaverse. In his first career move since leaving the entertainment company in November, Mr. Iger has taken a board seat with the Los Angeles-based Genies Incorporated. He is also an investor in the business, one of five fledgling tech companies he's recently backed. Other Genies investors include Mary Meeker's Bond Capital, Briar Capital, and New Enterprise Associates. Mr. Iger, who's a year older than me, I just say that. Mr. Iger uh, met with about two dozen startup executives before making his investments and becoming one of the five directors on Genie's board. He said in an interview with the Wall Street Journal, I was particularly interested in companies that were using technology for disruptive purposes and where possible the intersection between technology and creativity. Mr. Iger was chief executive of Disney from 2005 to 2020, so I actually worked for him yeah, for 15 years, 16 years, and has continued as executive chairman after that until last year. Um, but, yeah, we were gone by then. But, yeah, I tell you, honest to God, 
working for Disney, working for Bob Iger, you needed something, you got it, and that's why you get things like 30 shares. Right. You work for other companies, you don't get a damn thing, including support, and your ratings go down, and all of a sudden, somehow, it's your fault. Don't look at me. I'm just saying, that's what people think. It's literally, if they support it, it's the company. If they don't support it, it's you. <laughs> I love that so much. Look, I mean, it's, it's been a great run and all that stuff, but that was that was a time in my life, because Disney owned it, well, ABC, <clears throat> but that was Disney owned at the time. Or what? at first, I don't know if it was or not. I don't remember, but yeah, Mitch Dolan was my guy. He, he's a guy I reported directly to, and then he reported to people like Iger. Um, working with Mitch Dolan was just a thrill. My God, he came in, and whatever I needed, I got. I, you remember going to dinner with him, don't you, Catherine? Yeah. Just a great guy. Mm-hmm. Then one day he came and visited us and told me that he was leaving the company, and I went, oh, my God. This is not going to go well, and I was right. It uh, it didn't go as well after that because these people were just, they're really, really good business people, whether it's, you know, Mitch Dolan or it's Bob Iger or whomever it is. It just, it was wonderful. So I just saw him pop up in a Wall Street Journal. Mr. Iger, I'll tell you what, honest to God, man, I wish I could work for you again. So maybe I could do voiceover for Metaverse. Maybe you could. <clears throat> what do you think, Bob? Give, give me a call, Catman or whatever the number. What is the number? I don't even know the number. Man. I don't know. I just make it up. Two two eight four zero six one. Bob, I know you're listening. Call in right now. <laughs> yep, he's okay. a big fan. The big fan. He was a big fan back in the day. I'll tell you that because we uh, were the highest rated morning show in America, and he was a huge part. Of, Mitch Dolan was the biggest part of that, as was Dave Hamilton and Mark Steinmetz. But uh, Bob Iger was a part of that too. That was a, that was a great crew to work with and for. Man, it was a lot of fun. Isn't that great when you find somebody like that and you get to work with them for like 15 years? Yeah, it's interesting how these corporations, everything just goes, you know, everybody's there for five years and then they go off to someplace else and it's just it's mind-boggling how it all works. The amazing thing is, and it, it, part of it has to do with our society right now, but the lying that people do in business now and, I'm, you know, whatever, if it's the drug company here or the this there or the... Lying has become a huge part of business, don't you think, Andy? I think it's always been. But, I mean, it's a, a huge part of it now. Just lie your ass off, do whatever you want, say whatever you want, lie your ass off, because nobody's going to challenge you anyway. That's kind of how it is, don't you think? Well, I, I just think that because everybody's just so, it's us against them, that they'll they'll support whoever they want to support, who, you know even if they're lying, because it makes them look better. Yeah, well, that's exactly right. As long as I look good and I'm making a lot of money, I'm happy. That's the way these people feel. It really is. They don't give a damn about it. Mm -hmm. See, the one thing I will tell you is the thing that really breaks my heart with American business now, it's all about money, 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 and it's no longer about protecting the product. I learned from the people I just mentioned that protecting the product was the number one thing. I mean, Dave Hamilton was big on protecting the product, and I couldn't agree with them more. I learned first about it when I was working for Capitol Records. Protect the product, Tom. You got the Beatles, you got Bob Seeger, you got Steve Miller, and they kept going down the list. Go, those of these people are huge stars. You need to protect the product. That would be them, right? Well, that makes sense, doesn't it? Well, now they can pillage a company and walk away with a, a billion dollars. 
Oh, so it, it exactly. It, there's no upside to protecting the product. You can do whatever you want and you still make a ton of money. No, you're absolutely right. Well, things have changed. No, companies are seen as expendable. You make a company, you get the valuation, you sell it, and then that's it. The company yeah, is, that's it, pretty much the deal. The company is a um, it's a commodity rather than something that because it, it used to be you started a company. The idea was you'd run it for 40, 50 years, and then right. your son would run it, and then his son would run it, and it would go on for hundreds of years. But now it's like you see these companies that pop up, make a billion dollars, and then dissolve in like five years. Yeah, or get absorbed. They get <clears throat> yeah. absorbed by somebody yeah. else, and that's yeah. what they hope for is to get absorbed. Exactly. The idea is now to get bought out. But that oh, was, yeah. That yeah, it was absolutely not the, is, yeah. uh, the prevailing attitude up until quite recently. Yeah, no doubt about it. Absolutely no doubt about it. So I did a Our, little uh, calculating, oh, yeah. the lobster thing. Uh, so what I found, just from some quick lookups, I don't know how accurate this is, but basically 50% of the uh, expenditures for a lobster boat is gas because yeah. they spend... They burn about 40 gallons of fuel per day. Whoa. Yeah. So it um, it says you need to catch 100 in 2020. I think it was a 2020. You had to catch 150 pounds of lobster per day just to break even. Oh. And at 50% wow. of your gas or 50% of your expenditures, gas going up to $4 a gallon from 225 a gallon in 2020... That would mean you would have to catch 270 pounds <laughs> per day in order to cover your costs. So 120 extra pounds every day of lobster just to break even. God. So, yes. It Sounds makes... like real estate. <laughs> I know. Yeah, exactly. you got to sell five houses just to pay for being a realtor. Yeah. Some <laughs> of those uh, fees. Yeah. They get a little high, do they? Oh, my God. It's crazy how much it costs just to be a real estate agent. Yeah. Why? Oh, believe me, we know. Uh, because you've got to pay for your, you've got to pay your brokerage monthly for, you know, office stuff and website, blah, blah, blah. And then you have to pay the state um, licensing License fees. fees. And then you've got to do continuing fees. ed. Yep. And then you have to have your super key so you can get in to see the houses. And then you have to pay for the MLS every yep. month so that you can go look at the house. You think online. that would all be like rolled into the brokerage fee, but it used to be, it, but yeah, everything's just well, the MLS was sold to some once again a huge corporation. Oh, there you go. Yeah, every, everything just it just they just nickel and dime you to death and when, then when yep. you do sell a house, you have to pay your brokerage a fee. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it just You have to pay taxes on the income. Uh, yeah, it just goes on and on yep. and on. Yeah, and uh, that's yep. if that's if you're not marketing yourself, because marketing right. can be right. thousands of dollars a month. Absolutely, and that's why people that go, oh, real estate agents are, are just you know, it's a ripoff. It's like, mm, no. Yeah, believe me. It's true. A recent meeting at a Minneapolis Carmel Mall. It's K A R M E L. I assume they pronounce that Carmel. It's not Carmel, I wouldn't think. The Carmel Mall. Carmel, I think. <clears throat> I think it's Carmel. A recent meeting at Minneapolis Carmel Mall was urgent for the Somali American leaders who con convened it. Uh, FBI agents had been peppering business owners and shoppers with questions surrounding a fraud investigation involving government-funded child nutrition programs, and the leaders felt the whole community was once again under siege. 
Anxiety filled the meeting. Would the investigation of just a few people scare small American parents from seeking food for their children, even if they desperately needed it? Would other support programs disappear altogether, a casualty of mistrust? This is hitting the community really hard, said Bashir Garad Dahir who later described the meeting, we need crystal clear answers from the government. At some point, we will come out and demand it because we're concerned about the way the FBI is conducting its investigation. It is terrorizing the community. I would holler bullshit right here. Terrorizing the community? Yeah, uh, this is complete and utter bullshit. So it basically, really is. the what, the mall owners or who someone embezzled a bunch of money, and now it's the government's fault that... That's what it sounds. And Catherine, wasn't it like five million dollars or something? Right, you're talking about feeding our future. Yeah. Or, uh, yeah. It, no, it was like a half a billion. A half a billion dollars. Yeah, it was Let's close to see. a half a billion dollars. Go. Feeding Andy's our future investigation. Well, this was all over the place. This was all over Minnesota. The feeding our future thing. So the Carmel oh, this, Mall this... was like a just a slice of it. Right. This uh, goes so far. I mean, you have no idea. There was something like nine thousand. LLCs involved in this. 9,000. Yeah. It's $240 million, it looks like. Oh, I thought it was way more than that. Okay, well, a quarter of a quite billion. Quite a bit of money. Yes. I would agree with that. So, so that's how you do it in America now. If you're, I'm not saying these people are criminals, but they're defending the criminals by making these charges that this is all based on the fact that they're Somali. Well, I actually read the article and it said, and I guess there is some, there's, there's some truth to it because the people that act, there were some people that were getting free meals, like quite a few. Good. Uh, there's a lot of, a lot of Somalis that get free um meals it, they can just go to they just go to these restaurants and they pick up free meals and apparently the restaurants are reimbursed okay and they can also just go to grocery stores a lot of times they go to halal places so right. this, this whole right. thing just you know basically is surrounding a, a, the somali community so all of a sudden people were cut off but very from what i understand from reading other articles very small amounts of money were actually going to feed people. Well, so what, what apparently happened well. was they got $65 million extra due to COVID, you know, oh, regulations sure. and stuff. And they said that basically none of it was used for the purpose that they were given it to. Yeah, and, and there were people, bad actors in this that were seen on their Facebook page saying, you know, gambling in Vegas with their COVID money. Yep. That were involved with this, who have purchased properties, including almost a million dollar house, I guess, somewhere, you know, and posting, bragging about how they purchased their stuff. And, right. I mean, just really flaunting the fraud. And I understand if, you know, if you're a, a person who just came here and you were getting free food and all of a sudden the FBI is investigating, you would get afraid. I can understand that. Yeah, but if but you, there's no reason why the FBI should be coming down hard on anybody that got free food because you can see if they're poor or not. Well, right? that's not what they're doing. Well, that's what they're. That's what the article basically is saying is that yeah, they're terrorizing they're the Somali community Which with their not. questions. But they're not. That's what I. I don't know. But here's the problem we have now. We have learned in America. That if you can convince woke women and weak men that you, because it's because of skin color, it's because of gender, it's because of orientation, they will fall for it every time. It's true, well, every single what, time. 
Well, and I, I guess at one time a judge said that they couldn't get a significant raise one year. I think it was like $20 million. They all of a sudden wanted a $20 million boost, and I think that might have been even before COVID. And, you know, and, and then they, uh, the, whoever was in charge of feeding our future sued the state of Minnesota for racism about that. Mm-hmm, of course. Wait a minute, run that by me again, sued them for racism for what? Because they were go- going to be denied a great big huge increase in their funding. How was that racist? Well, their argument was is if they if they weren't Somali, it wasn't a Somali group that they would get the money without any questions asked. Well, that's ridiculous. Well, that was their argument. Well, that's what and people the, get the state of for. Minnesota <laughs> relented and gave them the money because they were. Well, if it works, course. then now I understand why they did it. Yeah, exactly. Because he knew it was going to work. Well, look at the daycare. F- Fraud. I know. That was like a hundred million, wasn't it? I believe so. Sixty yeah. million, a hundred million, something like that. It was quite a bit of money, <sighs> and nobody went to jail. There were two people. That were uh, fined a very small amount compared to the fraud. Did you know in the crash back, it was at 2008 when the mm-hmm. stock market crashed, one guy went to prison. I know. One. Exactly. <laughs> That's the whole problem with, you know, I mean, the communities, like the communities do look bad. <clears throat> yeah. Especially when, I mean, we have such a significant population of concentrated areas of Somalis in Minnesota. They like live in certain areas. And then when you've got the people that have figured out how to scam everybody and make a ton of money off of it, it makes the whole community look bad. I can see where people would be upset about that. Right. It's like, hey, get off my side. You know, you're and especially that you're supposed to be feeding needy children. But the numbers that they were saying that they were feeding, the number of children especially we're we're like off the charts. I, I, like, there's not enough kids to feed. Right. 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 <laughs> I mean, all of it just was so fishy and so blatant and just so egregious. I just don't understand. I mean, the people that did this, the Somali community should be all for them going to jail. I think, agree. Yeah. There's one very interesting thing about their website. Hmm. Uh, they have one page that is password protected. You need a password to see it. And that page is the About Us section. What? As in the section where they have the names and pictures of the people running the organization. Oh. oh well, yeah, yeah I'm sure I'm not sure allowed they to see have... that anymore. No, I'm sure. Because it is really, it was, it's a, it's a big story. And, you know, uh, people should get punished for this. Because you would think. what is more scummy? Than taking tax dollars to feed starving children, and, I then, agree. and then going and Completely. buying a million-dollar house for yourself, or one of—I mean—and a lot of these people that were involved in this were in, into political things. Oh, absolutely! One of, one of the people that bought a fourplex in, I think, Kenwood. Was a, was <laughs> works for Fry or did work for Fry, Mayor Fry? Jesus! I mean, it's just—it's just so blatantly disgusting. Well, it's, it's theft. Well, These people are thieves, all of them. Well, there's a lot of thievery going on in the world, you but there's a special right. place in hell for people that are supposed to be feeding children and stealing the money. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, everything's about race. Uh, it's about race. It's about skin color. It's about orientation. It's about uh, gender. It, it, it's not all about that. Look, I don't have time to run around hating everyone who's not like me. I don't care if you're not like me. I don't care at all. As long as you're not an asshole, I don't care who you are or what you are. 
I think I've proven that over the years of people we've hired and worked with. And I mean, we were the first morning show in the country to do a number of those things. And yet, I just why why people think that everybody that, that that white people are better at racism than anybody else? A racist is a racist. I don't care what your skin because color is. Because it gets is. you sixty four million dollars in That's exactly right funding. <laughs> Because you can make money from it. That's the Honestly, only reason. Honestly, blame the government officials who caved to these things. They're the I ones agree. who are at yep. fault here. Well, who's You're more afraid right. of uh, special interest groups than a Minnesota politician? That's, oh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Enough people start whining and they'll just throw money at anything. Oh, God, yes. So why don't we do this? Why don't we feed the children and knock it the hell off? How about that? Why don't we feed the needy children? Well, that that would be great yeah, if we but did that. Yeah, that. but that would... That would... <laughs> Also, that opens up a whole other can of worms, because people, politicians, love to throw money at a problem. Yeah, there are so it's many our money, programs. Not theirs, There's so many programs out there. Yes, nobody knows where the money goes. Nobody knows if anything's efficient. There's no oversight because once again, that would take more uh, employees of the state to look at what people were doing, and th- that would cost some money. Mm-hmm. And they might not like what they see, and then they'd have to report back, and then it's all you're only doing this because you're racist stuff. Right. It just. <clears throat> Andy, as a young man, do you do you see this causing a huge problem? If they don't get off this, it's because you're racist thing. Racism isn't going to mean anything anymore. It's already caused uh, probably half of the problems in this country. Probably true. Well, look at Jesse Smollett. Yeah, he got. Well, he thinks the only reason Ugh. he thinks the only reason why he went to jail is because he's black. Yep, and he caused it. He he, he caused the whole problem. He did a whole racism skit. He did for the world. A, yep, he did. And, and then he and then he still blames everybody else. Well, that's, he learned that from mommy and daddy, probably. Well, he's just so 100% narcissistic, it's unbelievable. Oh, he's an amazingly arrogant young man, there's I mean, no doubt about that. And the that. major league thing with it is he was willing to let, weren't there two white guys that they were? They actually said were the people that did that to him? That's what he said, yeah. Weren't they arrested? Weren't two white guys arrested No, they for were doing from it? Africa, I think. I thought there were. Two, I thought there were some white originally, guys that were originally I think they arrested. Were, they were. In, I don't know if they were investigated or arrested or what it was, but there were. But it was two black guys who stepped up and said, "Oh yeah, he paid us to do that." I yeah. know. And then Jesse got mad because they didn't go to jail and they weren't charged. <laughs> so he admits he committed a crime with them, the but he shouldn't go to jail. But they should. These people are crazy. Everybody's nuts. The old thing is is crazy. All right, we got to take a break here. Mark Bauerline is going to join us. He's got a new book out, and I'm going to love this interview. I can tell by the name of the book. Mark Bauerline is with us. His book is called "The Dumbest Generation Grows Up from Stupefied Youth to Dangerous Adults." Uh oh. This ought to be interesting. Make some people mad. He probably is. Yes. We'll be back in a few minutes with the family. 